love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 26 of Banter Buddies. Today on the show, well, Brian, it's time to get a little cuddly. I'm talking about Beanie Babies. Greetings, welcome, hello. Neil, hello to you as well. We're talking beanies. Talking I put beanies. it on the list and now we're doing it. It's wild. Yeah, it was a it was a really good idea when you had um, you know you had the brainstorm to, to do this and uh, you know we've we've always uh, liked like to talk beanies and I think kind of had a similar experience kind of growing up around uh, that craze. So yeah, it's it's something that I think is is near and dear to our hearts. So it should be an interesting episode. A very specific episode you know i think we tend to go a little bit broader in general but uh there's something about beanies where we had to get very specific someone called it millennial bait online and i I thought it was gonna be i thought the phone lines were gonna be exploding i was like you know how i've always said like i have no clue now what people will call in because sometimes we talk about school gym 30 calls we talk about beanie babies i'm like there's gonna be there's gonna be so many calls we're like nope Please call in. Please call in. Maybe people were, are they ashamed of their beanie love? Think, or has beanie love died forever? Yeah, I, th- I think there's a there's a lot of that going on where, yeah, people, it, it's sort of something that, that really was, was real big and then it faded out real quick. So I think you kind of had to be right in that right time frame. Otherwise, maybe it missed you. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always looking, as far as topics go, we're always looking, um, you know, for themes or topics that, you know, can can inspire like a lot of people to call in, but it's hard to get like, you know, kids and adults, like stuff that hits all those things. So, but you know, something, something about Beanie Babies, we had to go for it. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it, but also like, you know, getting into sort of the cultural sort of aspect of it because it, it's it's hard to it's hard to talk about those things. It's hard to, um, w- w- you know, whatever the thing might be, whatever the big fad or the big thing of the era might be. It's really hard to get a um, a grasp on just how it felt and sort of like how it how it just how big it was in the culture for for any sort of thing like this. And, and Beanie Babies is, <laughs> is like that because when you just talk about it, like when you just talk about what it actually is, it's just like yeah, people were collecting small plush animals <laughs> you know and it, it, so it sounds really silly but then it's just like if you were there uh it was a, it was a really big deal and somehow it made sense <laughs> huge I, I i did i don't think it like i had them i don't think it swept me over in the way maybe it did sweep me over a little bit it didn't sweep me out completely like star wars cards did or pokemon cards for my brother or pogs for me, but I do remember being in fifth grade out at recess, and this girl—I maybe I've said that before here—she had Happy the Hippo, the purple hippo, and she had a piece of cake, and she had a balloon, and a balloon with helium in it that was purple tied to her wrist, and walked around because it was Happy's like birthday, and I was like, oh man, even in a fifth grade, I was like, this is weird, this is big, <laughs> but this is crazy, you know. So I think it, it struck me even as a child. I was like, this is wild. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's uh, it was quite the time, and uh, so yeah, so that's what we have for you, uh, for today's episode of Banter Buddies. We appreciate everybody listening right now. Thanks for uh, 
uh, tuning in and uh, subscribing to our podcast. Uh, if you know other people in your life who uh, like like Cuckoo Kangaroo and like podcasts, well, tell them about the show, please. That'd be great. So yeah, we're gonna get into our callers, uh, but first we gotta talk about kind of how how we grew up uh, in the Beanie life, uh, Brian. So Beanie Babies. Now, can I tell you something? crazy that i just have to get off my chest that isn't even about beanie babies okay yeah let's let's get that out of the way first before it's all i was beanies scrolling all the time. on my phone in the bathroom late at night and i clicked <laughs> on a targeted ad oh boy and i haven't even told my family about this and my wife doesn't listen to the podcast because she hears me talk enough all the time so i yeah. can say it here and it's safe and it hasn't arrived yet i don't know when it's going to come but i bought a 26 foot inflatable santa claus to put in our yard Wow. I don't know. I don't know why I did it. Uh it was $100, no shipping. I I think I'm trying to prove to people I'm not like grinchy, you know, cuz sometimes like my family's like, "Oh, why aren't you in the holiday Christmas spirit?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but I bought it and I just needed to tell somebody cuz I've been harboring it for like a week now." Wow. I'm waiting for it to arrive. Now, this is yeah, just to set the scene a little bit. I mean, you know, I forget if we talked about it on on the show here, but you know, for for Halloween, which we just had, like you know, you had trick or treat, you had uh, you had a little outdoor little situation going with like a little tube where the where the candy would come out and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like you're saying uh, Grinchy. I know that's you know a Christmas reference, but you're an outgoing guy. You like to get out there, and meet the neighbors, and uh, you know, for for Halloween, you decorate and stuff. So, but what is your typical? Uh, Christmas decoration, like it's just like lights on the house, like uh, or do you yeah, typically not lights. do anything? That's about it. Yeah, so so this is what you're t- so you're trying to push back on that. You want to you want to well, go, it's not go about bigger. me versus my neighbors. It's more like my in laws, my uh-huh. family. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it's just it's um. It's just I don't know cool, what it is, but I bought cool this idea. big Santa. The people across Kitty Corner to us, they they win this like light display they have like every light imaginable every year they like win the hopkins light display it's so bright you can like you have to like close the shades in your window it's like uh the griswold you know the yes it, it's, family it's vacation exactly like that house basically it's almost probably brighter but uh maybe i don't know maybe i just i wanted to i wanted something i didn't want to do all of it so it's just like i'm gonna get one giant thing and 26 feet doesn't maybe seem like a lot but it's very tall it's no, that huge. is that is enormous. That is going to be like, uh, you know, probably like as tall taller than your house. Like I think oh, that's yeah, like definitely. that's something you're going to be able to like see from the back of your house. You know, it's going to like loom over the top a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're we're a little more than six feet tall. So you just do the math on that. You know, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at you know four of us standing on top of each other. You know, so that's it's tall. And it's got like a big belly. I was thinking maybe we should put it in the backyard because then like we could look at it more than just his butt if it's in the front. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, he I, like looks over the house. I think we need to. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I obviously, we need to get a photo of us standing next to the 26 uh, foot Santa, you know, just for just for scale purposes, I believe. Of course. Of and, course. Uh, we'll get that going. And wow, that is that's brave. And I think no. Yeah. No one will ever. You know, brave. No one will. That's brave. that's brave, especially with the not telling your family part. You know, like that's the other part of this is like, when this arrives, like, will you even, you know, get to inflate it, or will it have to be an immediate, you know, return? 
uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think the move, um, you know, really is to make sure this gets inflated before anybody knows about it. I might, I might blow late. it up. It's I too might late blow then. it up like at night when everybody goes to bed. Yeah, and then your son awakes and there's like a giant like face looking into the window <laughs> and it's big, oh. big Santa. Oh, that might be a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm picturing like that kind of size, like sort of like Macy's Day Parade like size. It's big. Santa. It's like that. Like his <laughs> eyes will be at or above the second level of our little like. 100 year old house all right yeah. well once it's up the board's gonna be out and then you're gonna get people driving by taking photos and standing Good. next to it and stuff it's gonna really you know you're gonna be battling with the big raspberry in uh in hopkins oh my gosh. you know maybe there's like so many subconscious things that i'm trying to do here uh-huh yeah. uh-huh it's like that's now that's santa's raspberry down the street you know it's big enough for big santa Wow. Well, good times. I can't wait to uh, you know continue the story uh, later on and hear about how it goes with your family and with setting it up and you know does it accidentally crush your house when it falls over you know something like that or maybe it falls into the street and causes like an eighteen car pile up. Um, so many different ways that this could this could this could be. So well, congratulations on that uh, purchase, Brian. Thank you. Is this the end of the podcast? <laughs> I think it's Santa Cast. Yeah, no, we'll, 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 there'll be another whole show about that because that's too good. Or maybe we'll do a show about Christmas decorations. That's a good inspiration, I think. Okay. You know, for yeah, for a I'm future show here right, uh, in the let's, season. Let's light it up back. You were talking. Give me your beanie. Give me your uh, give me your beanie lights. It's beanie Bring time, it. you guys. Let's go. Let's go back into the let's go back into the history books here now. Uh, Beanies launched in 93, but they got big in 95. Uh, Late 95 is when uh, things really started popping. So you and me are about 10 years old, 9, 10 years old, and uh, yeah, mid-90s. And, you know, for me, this was, when I think about Beanie Babies, I don't even think about, um, I don't really think about necessarily the actual toys themselves. Like, I don't ever really... I never really like played. Do many people even play with Beanie Babies? Obviously, that was a, it was a collection thing to most people. Um, but I don't even know like where. I don't even think I displayed them anywhere. But it was such a big deal for. I think about it most generally as like a shopping thing that like my family did together. <laughs> like specifically, like my mom and my siblings and I would always like run out with her <laughs> to like go on these like beanie runs and stuff. So. That's like the first thing I think about, like more than any one beanie or, um, you know, having them or like, you know, playing with them or anything like that. Like it was more of something that was like fun for like the hunt of it and something that it was more about collecting and, you know, kind of going around the, you know, the the south of the river Twin Cities to all the little shops and finding that. So that's like the first thing I think about is like shopping for them. Uh, what about you? Do Did you ever like go out and like go on the hunt with like your family and stuff i know that we went to mcdonald's a little bit more to get teeny beanie babies than <laughs> yes, usual yes yes and i think my, and my mom had previously she worked at mcdonald's like 92 93 uh-huh. so pre this yeah. she worked the fa- she worked the drive through like she would she worked at mcdonald's so we had like so she saved her mcdonald's toys like we still play with them i will say though that we kind of played with them. My mom did have them on a shelf for a very long time. Like we're talking like four years ago. They even like <laughs> moved and they went back up on a shelf. And all of us kids were like, "What are you doing, mom? What are those beanie <laughs> babies doing up there?" And uh, but 
my mom and my mother-in-law, both of them save just in ins- like all of them in big tubs, and my kids are obsessed with them. They play with them all the time, and they have like every time they bring them back, they sleep with them. Like the tag thing has gone out the window. They are destroyed, eaten, sure. whatever. Like they're out. But uh, I've seen secondhand way more beanie love than I think at the time people were so precious. But now you yep. play with them. They if you just like didn't know anything about them, like they're just fun. You know, they're just kind of like simple. Well, and I think that's super interesting of like, yeah, it's the, you know, since 1995, you know, we're coming, you know, in a few years, it'll be 30 years since Beanie Babies. And it's like, okay, like this is, you know, they started, yeah, they were supposed to be this little toy, but they ended up being this big collector thing. And yeah, don't play with them. Don't mess up the tag. Put little plastic, uh, you know, you know, little cases on the tags and stuff like that. And, you know, then all of a sudden the bubble bursts and people realize they're not going to be able to sell these for money on eBay and all this stuff. And now it's like the next generation comes around and it's funny how like, oh, yeah, now they're like the toys that they were supposed to be. Like now they're actually being played with by like, yeah, grandkids and stuff like that. And it's like funny how it like comes back around and now they're, you know, it's just like this is this is what they meant. This is what they were meant to be. They were meant to be played, they sit played with. on your shoulder really well. Like they like lay, you know, because they're like deflated a little bit, you know, low beans. That's that's something I didn't know. I just did a little bit of research here. I didn't know that. But that was like on purpose of like they purposely like didn't put they understuffed them. Um, Yeah. And it was I guess it was said to, you know, some people, you know, criticized them. It says it looked cheap, but it actually set them apart and it made them more poseable. And uh, Ty Warner, the the you know the Ty, the creator of, of these, said that the understuffing um, makes the toys look real, like more real, like more realistic animals rather than like all the way stuffed up and just like big and poofy. You know, so I, I didn't know about that, but I thought that was interesting. I never thought about that when I was like collecting or whatever. I never thought that they were they were un- less stuffed than <laughs> other plush, but that was like on purpose that they did that. I thought that was really interesting. And. Uh... I think price point. I think five bucks straight yep. across the board. Like, yep. I think good price point is what it could be a good gift. A kid, a younger kid could get it. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, think, it was like uh, a little like stocking stuffer, like kind of thing. Just like a little. Yeah, it was almost. Yeah, especially in that day, like you could do that, and it could, uh, you know, you could have like this pretty substantial <laughs> kind of little toy that was only five bucks, like. You know, I don't know. It's uh, it was a different kind of day, I guess, uh, when when you could do something like that. So, yeah, the- Liz's family was way more into it. Like Jim was way <laughs> more into collecting. I think did I? And, and maybe I've said, this, forgive me if I've said this on the pod before, but I think like ninety eight, like spring of ninety eight, they took a trip to the Grand Canyon. Mm. So like height of things, right? Yep. And. The Grand Canyon, there was a gift shop like down the valley, basically, and they were one of the first people there. And they had closed in the fall with like beanie babies that had been retired over the winter and then opened in the spring. And they were there and they're like, Whoa, this is like the beanie baby that's been on like the news and it's five dollars sitting here. I think they bought like they bought like a hundred dollars for the beanie babies or something. Oh my gosh. They found like a little hidden <laughs> They're freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. A little uh Small forgotten pile of rare beanies. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the beanies are great. And, yeah, it was just fun to run around and collect. And, yeah, it was a few few years there. And there were so many, you know, you mentioned McDonald's, but some of the other kind of bigger things, you know, obviously the the Princess Diana, um, you know, sort of memorial bear was, was a really big deal. 
um, you know, after after she passed away, they did the they did the princess die bear, and uh, I feel like that is I, uh, just like with a little bit of searching, I feel like that is still one of the more valuable ones that can actually is actually worth some money. Um, it's interesting because so much of this is about the tags and stuff. Like how much it's worth is about like misprints on tags and sort of like what, which era tag it was on and stuff. And like the butt tag matters too, you know, like all this stuff. So there is still a world out there for these beanies, I guess a little bit as far as the secondary market, um, goes, but, uh, yeah, the princess Diana thing, uh, was really big. Uh, that was 1997. Um, you know, the purple bear with like the white, like flower, on the chest, um, that oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what, what, what were some other like big ones, Brian? Like not not like our favorites. Obviously, we'll say our favorites here before we get to the calls. But like, what were other like you know like bi- like ones that you remember as like oh like, hot, this is crazy. hot one in the street. I think was they had Tabasco, mm. the Red Bull with red feet, yes, red hooves, and then Tabasco was like can't use that name, <laughs> so they flipped it up. They have Snort, who then has white hooves. Ooh. I believe it's like that. That's, I think I think lore like that. Like, yeah. man, I think about that stuff more than other things in my life. It's like, why do I think about Beanie Baby trivia still today? You know, That's it's right. wild. It's it wild. was imprinted on you as a youngster. I remember- I never um, got any of the dinosaurs, though. I don't know if they're oh, like rare no. or- I don't remember I, I never had one. I've never seen one. Huh. That must have been like a later collection because I don't really remember any dinosaurs. I've seen Beanie dragons. Babies. I've seen the unicorns. I think Stegosaurus must have been early. Like, if you listen to that pod that we mentioned the last two um, pods ago, we talked about a podcast on a podcast, and uh, <laughs> but they talk about the early, like they retired a big batch right before like they kind of like popped. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, the you're talking about uh, the the not past it podcast here. Uh, from uh, from Gimlet, your beanie babies are worthless. Which it's, uh, what, it's we'll, what started it up again. We'll uh, link the to that in the show notes here. Neil, so I'm dying. Give me the fave. Give me your fave. All Let's right. do this. My favorite beanie baby. It it um this this beanie baby ties into one of my. I think it's just like straight up like okay, this is one of my favorite animals uh, in general. So and I just think it's a really adorable beanie baby. And so it just kind of it just kind of connected with me. This is one I've always really liked. I got to go with uh, seaweed the otter. Brian, seaweed the otter. otter. I love seaweed too, not my fave, but so adorable. I, had I like seaweed too because seaweed is like laying um, on her back, and um, you know, so I think like that's like a you know most of the beanie babies are you know they're kind of just like laying you know with their bellies down or you know whatever. But I like that seaweed it has like a little seaweed in in her paws. You know, like she's just like laying on her back eating. I love sea- uh, otters. I think they're so adorable and amazing. And I think yeah, I do have a. Uh, seaweed uh around the house here somewhere sitting out it's the only one i have the rest of them are in my parents house in also in bins you know the amount of beanie babies like in rubbermaid bins around the world must just be you know more than any like other astronomical stored. that's a good use for that word yeah other than like newspaper or like old magazines or something i feel like beanie babies are like the most like packed item in america or something like packed up hidden i have one honorable mention brian one that yeah. i really like as like a visual i remember loving this one like visually especially just like i love the colors on jabber the parrot jabber the parrot is like red but he's got like blue and green wings 
Um, got this cool like zebra stripe um, sort of patch around his eye, yellow beak, yellow feet. So, so many colors going on there. Uh, don't really have feel as much of the connection uh, that I do with seaweed. But I remember when Jabber came out being like, this one looks so dope. This is so cool. So special shout out to Jabber as well. What about you? What you got? What I don't you, think what? I've ever seen Jabber in the flesh too. Right? But yeah. We, we were at my in-laws house last weekend raking leaves i got their beanie baby handbooks that i have here <laughs> yes. and i laid them all out because i want to like take a good look yeah and the one that i remember the most from a kid that i love is tank uh the the armadillo oh yes yes just, it just sat up right just kind of gray kind a lot of stitching in it like it like yeah. feels it has like a great like feel you can kind of hold it it's kind of like paperweight just love just love uh just love tank but uh runner-ups I think are going to be a scoop the pelican because oh, yeah. I like how it's like a super puffed up bill like filled and then it's got the the little like beads in the butt classic and then uh, spike the spike the rhino just uh, spike spike was with me through some tough times so <laughs> nice you have an emotional connection to spike spike and tank I feel like they're very similar right they're like they are similar yeah yeah the same, same color but they're also like yeah like more like thick more like solid you know. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, yeah, I like how like compact tank is, you know? And yeah, the stitching is good across the back, uh, for like the, yeah, the like shell or whatever they have, uh, going on there. So, uh, yeah. Somebody's going to look into that deep and be like, wow, Ooh, what does Brian, this mean? Brian's really armored, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a Buzzfeed quiz we can do that says what your favorite Beanie Baby says about you. Oh you yeah. Like, oh, we gotta find that. That'd be great. There's no way that doesn't exist in the year 2021. Uh, it just has to be, uh, but yeah, we love beanies. We'll continue to talk about them here as uh, as we get to uh, our callers here. Brian, should, are you ready to uh, listen to our fantastic callers? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, caller number one. Hi, this is Sarah Peterson from Colorado, and my favorite beanie babies were Zip, the black and white cat, and Chip, the calico cat. But one of my favorite things about beanie babies was the beanie baby handbook that has a cookbook with recipes in the back with really cute pictures and ideas for crazy, fun things to make. So I picked out a couple recipes I thought you would like based on your favorite foods. They have Trap the Mouse's Grilled Cheese Sandwiches, Lucky at the Ladybug's Mini Pizzas, Bumble the Bee and Blackie the Bear's Honey Granola, and then there's also things like Mystic Unicorn's Fresh Fruit Pizza Cookies, and Rex's, the T-Rex's Rocky Road. So really cute recipes. You guys should check it out. Maybe try to make a few. Um, but, yeah, absolutely adorable. Love them so much. Thanks. Bye. All right. The handbook, Brian. Is that the same book you have? I have I have the handbook, but I'm looking in here right now. It mentions another book that has the beanie, our new book, the Beanie Baby Cookbook. Okay. It's not in there. Yes. And, um that's wonderful. Sarah, thanks for calling in. I think maybe Sarah might have called in on the early calls, but uh, Sarah used to work at Panera, and she hooked us up with our only show, uh, our only hangout at a Panera. And we had an after party. It was dope. So Yeah, I mean, she'll never have a, better, you, she'll never have a better job than that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> what she's thinking. I don't know why she gave up that gig. I mean, if only we could do that, we'd, we'd much rather be – um, you know, slinging bagels than uh, you know doing what we're doing here. But you know, we're not we're not cut out for that kind of work. Whereas Sarah really is um, ready for it. Yeah. You know, th- thank you for those. I uh, the T Rex, uh, T Rex Rocky Road. 
That Ooh. sounds good. Yeah. Um, but it makes me think, Neil. I think we should make a we should make a cookbook. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's right. I think um, you know, there's lots of ways we could go with that. I mean, obviously. Obviously, lots of fun foods uh, for, you know, we, we have so many uh, songs about food. We could just tie all those in, you know, and, uh, you know, I think it's, I've never thought about that before. But if the Beanie Babies can do it, then so can we. Yeah, if you can. And um, maybe somebody should make one for us because I'm guessing that these Beanie Baby handbooks are not like licensed by Beanie Yeah, Baby. we need the unofficial Cuckoo Kangaroo um, cookbook. Um, you can you can uh, make that, you know. Uh, but that's amazing that they had a cookbook in there, you know, for Beanie Babies. Just another, you know, sort of indicator on uh, how big this was. And, you know, people always talk about this when they talk. You know, I kind of, you know, had a you know long thing about how it's hard to understand, you know, just how big it was culturally. And it, but it's the same thing that people always talk about. Like, the further you go back in history, like, the less, like, selection and the less, like, options people had. So even in the mid-90s, you know, when there's cable and all this stuff and, you know, more more places to get your attention. Like everyone was talking about Beanie Babies. It was everywhere. It was so big. And so like the fact that there was like cookbooks and stuff like that like helps illustrate just how enormous <laughs> this phenomenon was. But uh, And it helps you love something more when there's lots of things like surrounding it that you can grab yeah, onto. It was you this know? big culture and you know, so maybe some other people will talk about this, but another thing I read up on about Beanie Babies was it was kind of right when websites were happening and like that's you know, the first like early era of the web, you know, in the early to mid nineties was like really big uh, for Thai, um, and the, on their Wikipedia, which is never wrong, it says Thai Inc. was the first business to pr- produce a business-to-consumer website designed to engage their market. So they were like known as one of the first, you know, sort of companies to really engage with people, uh, you know, their customers on a website. And I think it, that like shows out because there's all these fan websites. You know, I remember that was like part of the fun too, like the forums and all that kind of stuff of people sharing this type of thing. So. Um, I think that's really impressive too, using the internet to grow uh, all that stuff, even in like 1994. Good times. All right, uh, Sarah, thanks for the call. Onward to call number two, Brian. This one is uh, someone that we that we know a little bit. Here we go. Hi, this is Caroline from Minneapolis, Minnesota, otherwise known as Neil's sister. I must say that having the sibling episode when I was out of the country was a pretty typical older brother thing of you to do. But I'm glad I made it back for the Beanie Baby episode because, as you know, they were a big deal in our family. I remember our mom was a part of a group that had would have get intel about when certain stores would get certain Beanie Babies. And then this group would have a phone tree to notify each other. And we would go and wait outside of these stores before they opened. So we'd go early in the morning so we could be there right when they opened. Um, we'd all stand out, uh, stand outside in line. And then usually the stores had a limit of one beanie baby per person, um, when it was these new or exclusive beanie babies. So I remember, like, our family would, like, divide up so we could go in separately and each get one of these exclusive, our new beanie babies. And I think our family was also part of the official beanie baby fan club. Because I remember we got a kit in the mail, and it had, like, a certificate and a CD-ROM. But my favorite Beanie Baby was the Hedgehog, which I liked growing up because I really wanted a uh, real pet hedgehog. And the Beanie Baby was about the same size as a real hedgehog. And it was the only one I ever cut the tag off of. 
which I did to make it seem more like a real animal. Okay, instead of saying bye, I think I'll leave by saying Ty. Ty, Ty, Ty in the house, everybody. Uh, yeah, thanks to my sister for calling in there. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for calling, What's up, Caroline. Oh yeah, she was a part what of. The- a, yeah, that is a pretty classic Big Brother move to be like, let's do the sibling episode. You know. I know that uh, my sister's in Africa right now, so that's a good point. That's a, a good point. It's a perfect Caroline. <laughs> you always got good points. Way she to could, go, Neil. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to run that sibling episode back and uh, include Caroline next time. Of uh, course, there was a magical like mom group with a phone tree. Darcy, of course, <laughs> would be on it, rocking that. I forgot about the phone tree. Uh, I forgot about splitting up uh, in the lines. Yep, that's that's one of the keys too. Like it was family bonding to like go on the these runs or whatever and, and you know it was a lot of times it was hey we're driving 10 minutes we're driving 15 minutes it wasn't like an all-day thing um but it was like a little quick trip so it was fun but it was also it was strategic to bring kids right to bring other people the more people you had in your party then yeah they had limits on all this stuff you know you could buy as many of like the common beanie babies as you wanted but when they had uh the the new one in or the exclusive yeah the princess diana or whatever the new ones were um you know you could only buy one so if you had three kids boom you, you set them up uh spread them out in line and they all pay with their own money i mean the the people at the stores must have just been like, this is so obvious. Like, there's like a seven-year-old coming up to here with cash. Yeah, what's this three-year-old got a $100 bill for? What's going on? Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, I guess it's the policy. It counts. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, certainly a fun part. I forgot about that phone tree, though. Yeah, you get the call. It's like, oh, hurry. I just saw blah, blah, blah over here at this store. Um, I overheard. So <laughs> I heard that they, they're getting a shipment in the back. I got a guy on the inside. Um, but the other thing I learned in my research was that Beanie Babies, and I, I guess I knew this, but I didn't understand that it was so specific, is that uh, Ty and Beanie Babies only sold their product to like mom and pop stores and like small like gift stores and stuff like that. Like they were never in Walmart or Target or um, anything like that for the, you know, in this era. They were only in these like little gift shops and flower shops and stuff like that. So, that was part of what I liked about it too is it was like these little specific stores that you wouldn't go we didn't go there for any other reason so it was like yeah these like they're mostly just like gift shops flower shops like little tiny stores that just had like all you know these kind of specific things like greeting cards and stuff like that and they also had a Beanie Baby collection so um, I thought that was an interesting part about the business too and just like helped the small businesses keep going and I don't know really why I guess it was just like in the founders like idea of like where these should be sold of like yeah they're only gonna go to these little places i love it uh i don't remember the i, the I forgot about club. that i forgot about that I, I like yeah yeah the little stores that you'd go to uh, around you know they'd just be a little like a uh, strip mall like little gift shops <laughs> or like little pharmacy that yes had little things in the side and- yep yep the pharmacy yep totally do you now i don't remember the the gift the, or sorry the fan club uh, Caroline's saying here with the with the CD-ROM. I don't doubt it, but um, you know I don't remember what the fan club situation was. Maybe the certificate I remember. Um, but yeah, again, that's like how they expanded. Just like, all right, we're doing this is big. We're going everywhere. We're going to McDonald's. We're going into <laughs> fan clubs. You can pay extra for all this kind of stuff. So it was a booming business. I love um, it. I'm, you know, everything that's gonna come up today, I'm gonna be like, how can we use this for coup? Yeah. And what if we did a phone tree to like <laughs> announce our next tour? Like you sign up for the phone tree and like two people call, four people call, whatever. Like yeah. you get a phone call, be like, listen up, guys, here's the special link. I love it. Phone tree. 
yeah, we have to use all these old methods to do it. And we can only sell our music at um, very small places or something like that. I had I to know. look up uh, <laughs> what the hedgehog's name was. Prickles. Prickles. I love that one. Prickles. All right. Caroline. Thanks, thanks Caroline. Caroline. Thank you for calling in. Love the tie at the end. <laughs> tie. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I got a beanie baby today, but I forgot its name because I didn't look. I didn't forget it, but I didn't look at it. So I'm just naming it, um, Jingles. And, um, I have beanie babies on my backpack. On my backpack. Their names are Rainbow and Horton. Okay. Bye. Bye, Annabelle. I feel like when Annabelle says bye, like she's really getting a lot of energy out at the same time. Like it's not just yeah. it's not just and sometimes a farewell. like running away from the phone. Yeah, like you can hear you can hear the energy escaping her. Um, well, there you go, Annabelle. Thank you for calling in. The only I believe the only child we have calling in today because you know Annabelle. I don't know when Annabelle was born, but it wasn't wasn't anywhere close to 1995. Um, so there you go. Well, they're still popping, Brian, because Annabelle has uh, has one that she's naming Jingles, I think, and then uh, Rainbow and Horton. So you know you can still get uh, Beanie Babies, I guess. You know, and uh, they're easily found um, by by kids in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um. Yeah. What, what do you think about uh, What do you think about that? Do you, do you see them around? I mean, I know you know you you got uh, one of your kids is, is is getting into the school world. Do you see any like beanies like this? Do you see any, or even just like with kids and toys and stuff? Like, is there an imprint of beanies still around, or is it really just like we talked about before, where it's like strictly this like grandma hand me down toy situation? Not Ty. Well, Ty is definitely still in all those little tiny shops. Right? Yeah. Because I've been in a lot of them, but there are more of these like different, like big eyed plushies, whatever they're called. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I then know for exactly a little bit, you when the, you know, that, uh, like, you know, the sequence that our glitter monster costumes made out of, but yes. you can like flip it to be different colors. Uh huh. That was pretty hot. Just oh, like, you yeah. like, yep. You can you like brush it to one side. Yep. Cause so, like, Ty didn't stop like innovating and like doing other things. So, they're still yeah. around and it still is a Ty product, still could be called a beanie baby over a tie. Like, you would say something that you had a tie, you could see the tie sticker, you see the iconicness of it, but you'd call it a beanie baby. You wouldn't call it a Ty toy company product, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it could be anything. So, um, not as hot. I think they're just like around. So, like, kids keep playing with them because they're awesome. It's like Legos, you know what I mean? Like, Legos, Legos are a good product and they just live forever. Like if you have Legos, like somebody comes over that you want to play with. If you have a bucket, you like pull them out. Even if they're from like 30 years ago, they still work. You yeah. Know? The so. brand stands the test of time. Let's um, go. We should, nice. I'm going to put some beanie babies on my backpack too. Like just Let's like go. clip them in there, get a build like a baby safety pin from yeah. a big old, you know, like a diaper or something like that. So it's like a good it. idea. All right. Thanks, Annabelle. Hi. I'm Chad from wonderful suburb of Egan, Minnesota. Uh, I remember my first Beanie Baby was, uh, I think it was like Inchy or something. It was a worm. Had a uh, sleepover with some other kids from synagogue. And uh, they were all into Beanie Babies and I didn't really 
you know, I, I was behind, you know, and, uh, their, uh, the parents of the kids' house we were staying at took us all to, uh, Nordstrom's at the mall and we all got a beanie baby and I ended up with the worm. Uh, I think my favorite, uh, was, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a tie-dye bear and it was supposed to be like Jerry Garcia. Um, I got really, I, I liked it. Um, I I collected them, but then I, I, I realized that I was really just um, the vehicle for which my mother would collect them, um, that she was really into it and, uh, you know, used her young son to get into it. And you would go around picking, like, when McDonald's would have the Happy Meals, um, with the, the mini beanie babies, like for weeks at a time, the only food I would get would be happy meals because my mom would, you know, we'd be driving around to try and collect all of them. And, uh, yeah. I also remember just randomly, uh, an employee at Nordstrom's the first time I went, I was little and I don't know why I remember this, but uh, saying that she wished she could meet and marry the guy who invented Beanie Babies. Uh, which seemed, imagine inventing, inventing Beanie Babies and becoming a heartthrob off of that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Hi, this is Chad from Egan, Minnesota again. And I just remembered another Beanie ba- Baby related anecdote. And that was my grandmother and grandfather owned a store, which was primarily knickknacks, uh, but their main draw were invitations before, you know, the internet kind of made invitations accessible for everyone. But when they learned that I collected Beanie Babies, they then went and started carrying Beanie Babies at their store. That was sweet. All right, there we go, Chad. Thank you very much, Chad. Hey, listen, if you call in to our show and um, you, you hang up the phone and you realize you got more to say, just call right back. That's what Chad did, you know? You get a you get a jumbo call in here, I guess. You know, we, we really want you to, you know, lay out, use all the time. You know, I think there's like a limit of two minutes per call. So if you need six minutes, you can call, call back again and again, right, Brett? Yeah, whatever you need. Chad, thank you for that lovely call. And uh, so many great Twin Cities, Minnesota references in there. Oh, yeah. North, Nordstrom's Mall. Uh, Inchy. Yeah, I've seen Inchy around the hood. Yeah. But um, I think the the best thing there is that um, I that Chad was a vehicle for his mom to collect them. I love that. <laughs> yes, that is a great phrase. And, yeah, it's just what we're talking about of, like, yeah, put your kids in the line, space them out. And, you know, specifically the McDonald's, you know, which we haven't spoken about and we need to get into now. But, like, that is also a time where I remember, like, yep, we're going in and we're each separately going to buy these Beanie Babies. And, like, oh, make sure to ask if they'll, like, sell you the ones, you know, can, can you get them without getting a meal? If you get one Happy Meal, could you buy, like, five extra toys for, like, a dollar each or whatever? And the other thing that I was nodding my head to there was... I definitely remember during this promotion, which again is is short run. Like it's usually like one or two weeks, maybe three weeks. Like we had burgers piled in the refrigerator in our house, like you know, like because we kept going. (laughs) 
and you had to like most places wouldn't let you buy like the extra ones or whatever like that was that was against the rules so we just like yeah had all these happy meals and we didn't eat the food we just put them in the fridge and just like <laughs> reheated them eat them later so yeah that that was definitely a thing we did too I just yeah the only sustenance you got was McDonald's <laughs> old McDonald's and um, now look at me I'm like I'm like one of these people like my kid has never been to McDonald's that's oh, right no yep yep he will not uh, stand in line for a toy well for what you. Is, or isn't McDonald's gonna you've been telling me forever they're gonna do a plant-based thing yeah the McPlant is coming eventually but you know they gotta get it perfect so I think uh, eventually we'll see that. Their thing that uh, Chad brought up was uh, the, the the Jerry Garcia one. I didn't know about that connection, but I, I was going to bring it up because I remember that bear too. Is Peace was the name of that bear. It was a tie dye bear. And I think like, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they were all very like different. Like they had, like the obviously because like tie dye, you know, they were all like you no know, two were alike or whatever. So I remember when Peace came out, that was a big deal. Uh, think about that. Think about working at a store and like randomly saying to a little kid, <laughs> I, like you're an adult, like. I want to marry the person who invented Beanie Babies. Yeah, like that's like a thing that like, like I don't think they probably were expecting like that kid to remember that, but like the kid remembers that. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, Ty Warner becoming a heartthrob. Like, watch out. Watch well, out, George Clooney. Well, I think that's a reminder to you and me, who uh, you know, you know, doing shows around kids a lot and stuff like that. We, we, we've probably said some things like that that we didn't realize we were saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like what like kids will remember. You know, you just yeah, say, should, yeah. Our stage banter gets a little, little wild sometimes, but that's okay. You know, maybe we're just we're like Beanie Babies. We're just an we're just a vehicle for adults to listen to our music. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it makes so much sense. It's, like, it's perfect. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm a parent. This is for my kids. No, it's not. No, it's yeah, not. it is, but it isn't. <laughs> Anyways, Chad, I'm so happy you called in. Thank you. Thanks, Chad. Hi, my name is Jessica Evans. I'm from North St. Paul, and my favorite Beanie Baby is Bongo the monkey. My dad would bring me a Beanie Baby home every day when I was a kid after he got done with work at the Cracker Barrel, so Beanie Baby's was really our love language and my favorite game to play was Beanie Baby Hospital and I was also in the local newspaper in the 90s for owning way too many Beanie Babies which I still own today well over a hundred and play with them often. Have a great day Cuckoo Kangaroo. Bye. Oh Jessica. Oh warms my heart Jessica's calling in Neil. This is great. This is, uh, you know, this is fantastic. I feel like this is the exact person who, like, this show was, today's episode was created for, right? Like, this is someone I don't think has called in before, and this is this is the person who's like, yes, finally, my time to shine. I am the Beanie Baby person. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for calling in. I went to elementary school with Jessica. So oh, you know Jessica. All right. You know Jessica, too. You know Jessica, too. Okay. But this Jessica doesn't go by Jessica Evans, but we know Jessica Evans. Okay. But so this North St. Is... Paul, I don't know. I don't. I guess. I guess. I guess. You know, we're Bloomington all at heart. So This is this is incredible. The Cracker Barrel. I forgot. You know, and we were saying like mom and pop stores and stuff. And then, yeah, Chad brought up Nordstrom's. There were lots of like different types of places that would you know, ha- potentially have Beanie Babies, you know. But, yeah, even, like, Cracker Barrel, which, you know. Has I forgot a- that Cracker Barrel has, like, that front, like, lobby. They have, like, a little right? store. Yeah, they have, like, a little general store where you can buy, like, old-school, to- like, games and checkers and stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I've only been a couple times. It just wasn't in, like, our, like, realm of, like, places that we went. Yeah. But um, I did love the rocking chairs up front. I mean. Yeah, 
classic. Epic, epic place to wait. You know, way better than Applebee's. But yeah, coming but, home with a Beanie Baby a day for your kid—that is balling. I mean, you know, you know, there's probably a you know employee discount going on here. That's a that's a good one though. You know, that's a nice little thing to bring home. And geez, that's every day though. I mean, hey, that shows you how many different Beanie Babies there were. Is uh, you know, at least for a solid stretch of time, you could. Uh, Probably bring home a Beanie Baby every single day and not have any repeats. So that is and, uh, that's amazing. You know, Beanie Babies as a love language. Oh, I love that. Even yes, now. Yes. So good. And, you know, to, to hear that Jessica's, you know, was in the local newspaper and, you know, for, you know, in, in, in an era where owning a ridiculous amount of Beanie Babies was not unheard of. Um, to have a newspaper reach out to you specifically and say like, well, you're 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 above and beyond all these other people here. You're you're like the spokesperson for the you know crazy beanie collectors. That's that's impressive. And again, I, I feel like Jessica is proud of that as uh, as she should be. And uh, wow, to have well over a hundred and to still I want to see that. Em. I want to see that picture. I hope you save the. I hope it's the cover. Yeah. Or page four or something like that let's go i want to send us a picture yeah i want to be able to see that so yeah that's that's very impressive so uh yeah jessica i'm glad you're still rocking the beanie babies and uh you know you know proven proven the, the world wrong really that you know Beanie babies were a thing of the past they're still here and uh some people still enjoy them very much and bongo's a great choice because bongo oh, kind yeah. of like seaweed that you love like bongo like can sit up oh yeah you know yeah bongo like, could forward, be doing lots like you of can, stuff yeah, you can have Bongo like play like walking around, long legs, long arms, but does like have like a sitting posture. Yes, that like works well. So great point. Bongo definitely um, benefits from the understuffed nature of uh, of the beanies. Um, all right, Jessica, thank you so much for the call. We got two more. Here we go. Hey guys, Travis from Riverside. I do not have a personal relationship with Beanie Babies. I think I was a little too old when the uh, Beanie Baby hype was was real. Uh, so I want to contribute. I want to put my two cents in. So I'm going to go tangential on it. So I didn't collect any Beanie Babies. I didn't collect anything of that sort. However, in high school, around that same time, my buddy's mom, she thought that there was a huge investment to be had in collecting Furbies which were kind of Beanie Baby's cousin. And Furbies were like, uh, for those of you who don't know what they are, don't remember, they were this little creature. It was like part gremlin, part bird, part kitten sort of a thing. I think it talked or it moved its mouth or something. It had a beak. And she collected literally hundreds of these things because she thought, you know, this was her retirement stash right here. She thought this was going to take her to that next level ended up with hundreds of uh, Furbies, and she actually kind of looked like a Furby, which was like a funny side note. Um, but yeah, Furbies, the, uh, you know, the cousin of uh, Beanie Babies. On a side note, I know you guys are SNL fans too. Are you guys feeling like I'm feeling like this season of SNL so far, it's only been like four or five episodes, has been funnier than the past like five episodes, five seasons combined? Let me know what you think. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, Travis with the switch up there. Hey, 25 episodes, 26 episodes in, you know, we got to keep evolving the bye. You know, there's lots of different ways. Travis is so old. Of course, Travis wouldn't be into Beanie Babies. He's way older than us. And Okay, uh, did you ever watch uh, Mitchell versus the Machines, that animated film that came out last year? No, no. I think oh. you told me about it, though. Yeah, just the style of animation was like a nice, it was like beautifully blended together. It was like really visually stunning. 
Um, it was like a little long, but it was good. But anyway, so the giant Furby that comes to life in that, that's all I could think about the whole time. I can't believe you can call somebody like saying they look like a Furby. That's, that's, that's a, that's a diss. I know. Yeah. Furbies. Yeah. I think Furbies are mostly, you know, looking back on them, I think known for, yeah, kind of a, a very, um, yeah, the robotic eyes. Like it's all about the eyes with the Furby, the very like dead staring straight ahead uh haunt you in your dreams like the kind of eyes you you know you wake up in, in the middle of the night you don't want to see those eyes you know staring at you from across the room or something uh but yeah furby's also in the yeah beanie baby era you know very much of the uh black friday uh you know kind of you know that was the hit toy one year maybe pre tickle me elmo you know it's kind of that thing where every year there was like a big old toy that was like the one was that and, its heyday? Um, it was a Christmas like jingle all the way style thing. Furby for sure was. Yeah, I'm not sure which year it was, but yeah, in that you know mid to late '90s time. So, but yeah, Furbies were more about yeah what they could talk, and they were more of a like a electronic toy rather than sort of a you know you know a plush toy that you know just chilled there. <laughs> so um, yeah, Furbies were. I never, I don't think I had a Furby, but that, they also had their own McDonald's toy line. I remember that for sure. So. Yeah, I but, love it. You're like, you have an idea in your head. This is going to be the thing, right? Let's yes. own it. Let's go it. I'm going to get thousands. She collected thousands. I mean, again, I don't, I don't, um, I don't like uh, disagree with that because at the time it was like every, it was on the news. It was everything, you know, there's probably speaking of SNL, there's probably like an SNL bit about it or like an SNL sketch from that era about trying to shop for them or whatever. Like, you know, that it was that big, you know, but unfortunately like, and the same thing could be said for Beanie Babies is, the move was not, oh, I'm going to hang on to this for 30 years and they'll be worth something. Instead, it should have just the idea should have been, I'm flipping these next week, you know, while they're still hot right now. Because um, yeah, I don't think there's many things like that. I mean, I guess I guess that just like that idea comes from like an older sort of like antiquing culture or um, like like baseball cards or something like that. I'm just trying to think of like the types of stuff that like actually does like. Like, what's a big, like, collectible that sort of, like, does appreciate and value like that? Like, China or something like that? Like, I don't, I don't know what people are thinking, but, like, in most cases, it's better just to flip it while it's, you know, in its uh, hype uh, era, right, in that time, you know? But you think, oh, no, if I hold on to it longer, I'm going to make three times more money or something like that. So, yeah, that's interesting with the, with the Furbies. I wonder what people are going to say about, like, crypto. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that will be the, I don't know. That's right. People, but people are saying now, like, don't don't compare, don't diminish crypto in that way. Yep. I don't know. Somebody's gonna haggle me about that. I gotta get some crypto, Neil. Let's go. We gotta get some. All right, crypto. let's go. Let's hit this uh, Travis Riverside. Let's uh, let's hit this SNL question. Let's oh. let's uh, dig in, Neil. I've, I've had some huge guttural laughs from the five episodes. There's been some real real stinkers, in my opinion. But that's the best thing about SNL. I just love that it can be like it's like what. That got passed in the writer's room, and they spent a week making that, like $50,000. And other things, it's like, this is nuts. This is beautiful. This is pure. I, have, I haven't I have thought about the question in that way of, like, have these five, like, just, just burned last season in the dust? But now that I think about it now, especially the new three cast members have just been feeling great. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we're both people who are, you know, looking for SNL to be good and, you know. You know, we're we're we're, uh, we're, we're we, we take it easy on SNL as far as the criticism goes because uh, you know I think we appreciate the you know just the the whole put the whole production of it and some of stuff not not uh, you know being that great is kind of part of it but 
at the same time, yeah, I have I have thought that these are just uh, have been really great coming back and you know, less so necessarily about the hosts and the musical guests and just more like on the strength of the writing and and on the sketches they're choosing and stuff like that. And um yeah, like you said, the new new cast members have been good. I mean, James Austin Johnson, probably one of the strongest uh, first year people in in recent memory. I can't think of it. You know who is this, who had a stronger first year than James has in his first two months or whatever as Biden and Trump and a whole bunch of other great impressions. And then um, you also have uh, Please Don't Destroy. Um, you know the, the sort of new uh, pre tape gentlemen, uh, the writer guys who are doing uh, you know doing those types of, of bits every time, which I think has really added something to the show too. Um, you know, doing the pre tape things with the th- you know three kind of like geeky uh, <laughs> you know Twitter guys, uh, Twitter famous guys that are on the show now. So yeah, lots of things like that add up to the show. Uh, feeling really good right now, so I think it's in a good space despite having like the largest cast <laughs> again in recent memory. So I guess that, yeah. I guess that helps. And Aristotle's two like standout things, like when he did the um, the CGI stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, on on update, like, like having like an original character that just like it just like gra- it just like grabbed me. It was yeah. beautiful. And when Aristotle did the uh, what was that thing he did when with Rami Malek, where he was like the Can I have a word? He was like the like soul singer, or whatever. With yeah, Daniel that Craig was strange. On. Yeah. <laughs> And Sarah Sherman too. She uh, her update bits just in general when she was on that like, yeah. hey, we won't like mess with your poop bit with Andrew Dismukes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> and her last one with Colin Jost. Like her personality, so like good. her charm is just like, it's it's reaching out at you. I love it. Maybe yeah. I haven't thought about it in this way till this moment, but I am I am feeling good. I'm feeling and good, Travis. It, and it's been this way without their without their best cast member yet, right? Like Kate hasn't been on, uh, and uh, you know she's uh, she, you know they still announced her at the beginning, but she's I don't know where she is. She's shooting something somewhere, probably right. Like she's not she's not around. It's like eighty last year, like yeah. last year, right? Eighty yeah. was shooting like uh, season three of Shrill or something like that, so. But Kate's their number one, and she's missing. So that's that again shows you how well it's how well it's gone. They haven't needed it really. Um, all right, uh, good stuff. Thanks, Travis, for always calling in, even if uh, you have um, nothing to say about the topic. That's great. Flip it into Furbies. Good times. All right, one more call here, Brian. Hola, chicos. Espero que uno de los dos entienda español. Les hablo desde Tijuana, México, y les quiero contar por qué yo amaba los mini babies. De hecho, aún los amo. Me encanta. Y recuerdo que de niña me gustaba mucho porque eran suaves, eran pequeños y podía cargar hasta cinco en mi bolsita. Obviamente mis Beanie Babies eran todos comprados de segunda mano o en tiendas de retail. Me encantaban y a mí me gustan. Ahora mi hijo tiene algunos y bueno, me parece que son una, ma- una maravilla. Que estén bien chicos, me encantan. Bye bye. All right. Yes. Uh, I understood some of that. Some of it, maybe. Um, that we don't was... speak Spanish, but Neil, did you do a little translation on that? I got, I got the translation right here. And uh, again, like, listen, if you need to call back and because you didn't finish your call, like, yeah, you can do that. And also, you can call us and leave a voicemail. Not in English, you guys. Go for it. Whatever you want. Just uh, just call in, please. So, yeah, we got this we have, one. We have a lot of listeners calling in from Mexico. That's been fun. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so I got the Google Translate here. So... Um, you know, apologies if any of this is a little bit wrong, but uh, 
Hopefully Google uh, did this right here. Uh, and our caller said, hello, guys. I hope that one of the two uh, understands Spanish. I speak to you from uh, Tijuana, Mexico, and I want to tell you because I love Beanie Babies. In fact, I still love them and uh, remember that as a child, I liked it a lot because they were soft and small and I could carry up to five in my bag. Obviously, my Beanie Babies were all bought secondhand in retail stores. I loved it. Uh, I like now my son has some of them as well. I think they are wonderful, and um, I think it says my boys like them as well. I love them. Bye-bye. So there you go. Right there. Colin from Tijuana, Mexico. No name on that one, but, yeah, that, uh, that's a Banter Buddies first, uh, you know, a non-English caller, and uh, hopefully it's not the last because uh, that's awesome. And uh, I love that, uh, yeah, she just went for it. You know, there was no, like, call ahead of time in English or anything. Nope, that was it. There was no, like, DM or anything. <laughs> just, like, call in, speak entirely in Spanish, and boom, you made the show. So there you go. I love it. You're <laughs> in. There we go. But this is what the pod, this is what this pod was all about. I just want, we we proposed a question out there uh-huh. about Beanie Babies, but we really just want you to come in and chit-chat about Beanie Babies. That's really, right. like, anytime there's a topic, like, let's go, like, hey, what's your favorite kind of squirrel? You don't have to say what your favorite kind of squirrel is and hang up. You can talk about one time when, like, you had a squirrel in your dream <laughs> or something like that. You know, whatever you need. Whatever you need. That's what cool. It, it's all whatever. for the lovers out there. Whatever. So, yeah, that's uh, those are all the calls we had. Thank you to everyone who called in. We appreciate that always, leaving voicemails. That's cool. Um, but um, next time around, Brian, we're gonna we're gonna switch up the script a little bit here. Um, you know, sometimes we've been doing uh, mailbag episodes uh, where instead of uh, you calling in, leaving a voicemail about a given topic, you can uh, ask us anything you want. But this time we're gonna twist that a little bit, even. Um, so we want a specific kind of uh, question from y'all. We want um, questions of advice, right? We want you to ask us, Brian Neal. Cuckoo Kangaroo, your best pals. We want you to ask us for advice. We are knowledgeable in um, many fields. We are, um, you know, wise beyond our age, and um, we we feel like we can uh, help most people through most things. So uh, if there's anything going on in your life or even just a a question um, that you might have about uh, what you should do next or um, how to proceed with a given issue that you have going on, um, you know, please, please call us. And, uh, you know, there's lots of lots of lots of places you can go for help. And we want to um, make uh, Banter Buddies uh, one of those places as well. Neil, I have something else special to add to that. Oh, not only do we know a lot of things about stuff. But we're full of hot air, and Ooh. if we don't know what we're talking about, we're gonna just really we're gonna dive in the deep end head first. Oh yeah, we can uh, we can riff with the best of them. There's a reason the show usually reaches 90 minutes. You know, we're we we don't have to necessarily yeah, like you're saying, we don't have to have all the facts correct, uh, but we can talk about it for a while. So we'll figure it out, I think. So please call us, please ask us for advice about anything in the whole world. Uh, our phone number is six one two four two four. 0036. You just got to call, leave a voicemail. It's really easy. Ask us a question, and uh, maybe you can be on the next episode of Banter Buddies. That would be cool. So uh, let's get those. Are we going to turn in. into Loveline? Is that what this is going to be? If this goes well, this could be the new, uh, you know, either a spin- relationship advice. You need advice about your elderly parents. You need advice about your kids. You got small business advertising advice. Let's go. That's right. You need to know how to cook an egg. Brian cooks a mean egg, you guys. So anything like that, you know, we'll do it. And yeah, it's either going to, if this goes well, it's either going to be, this is the show now, or it'll be spun off and it'll be a separate 
Cuckoo Kangaroo podcast, and you will have two of them to listen to every other week. Armchair uh, umbrella, banter yep. buddies umbrella. Let's there, go. There it is. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone who called in, and uh, please get your calls in uh, asking us for advice. All right. Uh, next up, we are going to give you some recommendations. All right, uh, you know, like we said, we know about a lot of things, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna call us for advice, and uh, you know, a similar era area to that is recommending things. Um, we're knowledgeable, so we want to spread that knowledge about uh, things that we think you should know about too. Brian, why don't you start us off today? What is your recommendation for the listeners? I get to go first. Yeah, please, please. Okay, uh, you've done some great albums in the past, and so I want to add to that. All right. I listen to a lot of music. We listen to new music all the time. We're listening to music all the time in our house. But something that um, struck my fancy right off first listen, I think it's like came out like a couple months ago, but the new album from Jose Gonzalez. Okay? Jose. We have checked out. We I think you and I you showed me his first album that came out in 2006, and mm. we listened to that a lot. Veneer a lot in college, I remember. Yeah. And then I didn't really get into the. I think the second album I did, but didn't really connect to the 2015 album. But the one that just came out a couple months ago, uh, it's called Local Valley. Great for early in the morning. It's like, what am I going to choose? You need something that's like a mood. And Jose Gonzalez is a mood. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Would you, yeah. Would, yeah. Would you call him like he's like he? You can just be like, yeah. It's like a temperament almost. You know, and and Jose Gonzalez. I think of Jose Gonzalez, and I think that's why it works for you. Um, but something that I don't really get to experience that much is like morning music, like sunrise music. You know, like it's very, uh, very uh, soft and beautiful. And comforting, and sort of his voice is is very like warm, and so um, I again I don't get to experience this, but I would imagine that list, the music of Jose Gonzalez just goes on great when you're just kind of like half awake, but the morning's happening, and you're getting that morning energy going. So I, I think that's maybe where it fits best. Yeah, it's also a good late night record, Neil. Check it out. You know, what I mean, yeah. you don't want something too hyped up. You yeah. got a candle on or something, and. Um you know, it's it's it does have some other instrumentation, but it's basically like his big, rich voice and some beautiful finger picking. You know, mm. I think the first rec- the first song is in Spanish, but the rest of it kind of like switches back and forth. But anyways, check out the new record, Local Valley, Jose Gonzalez. I feel like he's not getting enough buzz right now. We're hearing about a lot of other we're hearing a lot of Adele noise and we're not getting enough Jose Gonzalez noise. So that's just what I want to say. Let's go, Jose. Go, check Neil. What you it got? Out. What you got? All right, it's uh, it's uh, it's the holiday season. It's shopping season. Everybody is, um, you know, getting the uh, list on. We're here, uh, you know, right before Thanksgiving and Black Friday and all that. It's uh, it's the giving season, and um, you know, I wanted to shout out a website that's been around for a while. Uh, recently purchased by the New York Times, it's called the Wire Cutter. And uh, it's a great website that you need to know about uh, when you're shopping for people or for yourself uh, this holiday season or all year round. Uh, they are the best, uh, uh, you know, I, w- I would call them a, uh, you know, sort of a review website, mostly of uh, gadgets and uh, home, uh, you know, kitchen type appliances and stuff like that. But over the years, they've expanded into everywhere, you know. But yeah, it's, I, I kind of came to it mostly from a tech kind of side but they got sleep stuff they got kitchen stuff 
There's just like gifts and, and, and home things, garage things, whatever you need. They've reviewed every category of thing. Their review process, I think, is what's most impressive is just like how in-depth they go. Like they'll spend a whole month, you know, just, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the best, uh, you know, uh, non, uh, non-gas non mower is or something like that, you know, and, and dig in. So they dig in deep and they also give really long reviews, which is nice because you can just skim it and be like, they tell you which one to buy or they'll tell you why, you know go into it because you know uh, it's kind of tricky when you're buying stuff sometimes if you have specific needs maybe their pick might not be best for you so you do need to read in but they generally break things down really nicely where they just say here's the best pick for most people which is really a nice way to look at especially I think in like the gift giving season or whatever if you don't know someone's all their specifics or whatever but then they have a budget um, pick and like an upgrade pick so they they do a good job of like giving you a couple and kind of leading you in the right direction on uh, any sort of category category um so yeah new york times owns them but i don't think you have to have a new york times uh you know subscription to get on there or anything but no matter what the thing is this holiday season or whenever it is just uh you know look up uh, you know you, you find out uh, oh my uh, sister wants a external battery you know to charge her phone or whatever just go on there plug it in and they'll tell you which one to get and they also do a lot of good job with a uh, good job with like um, knowing um, sort of if something is on sale and if that even is a good sale price given where it's been recently. So so much to like about wire cutter. It's a perfect time for it. Link will be in the show notes. Check out the wire cutter, y'all. Neil, I can't stop telling people, neighbors, yeah. family members, about this site because they ask me questions and I just say like wire cutter. I don't know. That's what I would do. My yeah. winter, my new winter boots. I've had a pair for like five years. They just like. Got a big hole in them. It was time. I didn't really want to go to the mall and go to a store or something like that. So I just mm-hmm. like, or you do go to a store, but then you have the informed thing. I can't imagine how, I want to know, I want to know, I want to see a documentary about the wire cutter staff yes. and like their houses. Cause I feel like they're just like, hey, we're going to review fans this month, right? And I looked up fans and it's like, hey, we reviewed 85 fans. It's like, so they just have 85 fans in their house or in their office, basically like on testing it like doing their like normal emails but like fiddling with a fan all the time like it's wild it's wild yeah and they keep up with it it's not like hey this is a review from 2005 it's like it's like they always keep it moving, right? Yeah, yeah, especially with like tech and stuff. Like, there's always new products coming into the you know these different industries, and it's like, yeah, you got to stay fresh. When a new thing comes out, you got to compare it to your old stuff to make sure. So, yeah, it's it's quite the operation over there, and uh, yeah, especially like for stuff you don't know anything about. Like, if you're a pro in some sort of category, you probably don't need the wire cutter for whatever the category is. But if it's yeah, if it's some you know instant pop, nobody's whatever, a pro in that many categories. Yeah, so. so it's like it's perfect for when it's like I don't know about yard stuff or i don't know what the best hammer to get is or whatever it's just like yep this is where you go <laughs> so check out wire cutter y'all all right uh moving on with the program brian onward to the game all right the I, game it's game time i have uh four beanie baby uh trivia questions here for you brian we got multiple choice style happening here um, so let's, let's jump into it here and see, uh, how many you can get and, uh, how many of the folks playing at home can get as well. First question, how many Beanie Babies were part of the original 1993 launch? A, 3, B, 9, C, 21, or D, 30 Beanie Babies? 1993, there was just one original collection. Uh, how many of them Neil, were my right? first... My first, my first number in my head was twelve, mm-hmm. right? 
And so I'm going to go with the nine number. Ding, ding, ding. He nailed it. Nine was the original uh, the original uh, collection of Was Beanie the polar Babies. bear in there? Uh, the Beanie Babies. Yeah. The um, No, I don't, I don't think he was. Um, Beanie Baby Wikipedia. I'm pulling it up right here. The original nine, Brian. Um, let's see. We had Legs the Frog, Squealer the Pig, Spot the Dog, Flash the Dolphin, Spl- oh, Flash the Dolphin, Splash the Whale, Chocolate the Moose, Patty the P- Platypus, Brownie the Bear, later renamed Cubby, uh, Pinchers the Lobster. Um, those were the nine right there. So I feel like Patty the Platypus might be the most iconic Beanie Baby. Yeah, and especially because of the, I think there were like eight or nine uh, teeny beanie babies, and like a lot of those were in that. And the bears, obviously, I think are, those are up there too, but there's too many of them, right? There's like bears were plentiful. So it's like, yeah, maybe the bear is like the classic beanie baby. When I think about it, like the the purple and yellow of the platypus, that really really stands out. Um, All right, Brian, well, this next one won't be too hard for you because you've been saying a whole bunch. I thought I could get you on it, but we'll go through it anyway. And uh, maybe someone else isn't isn't wasn't paying attention, but what was the name of the new smaller Beanie Babies that debuted in the 1995 McDonald's Happy Meal promotion? A. Baby Beanies, B. Tiny Beanies, C. Teeny Beanies, or D. Lil Beanies? Wait, oh no! Now Which, you said so many times, I messed up. Teeny a, Beanies. Teeny, teeny beanies. beanies. There you go. C, oh Teeny Beanies. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Not gosh. tiny. Not tiny beanies. Teeny Beanies. I know. Which, uh, Is teeny even a real word? Good question. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't get like a red line under it when I type it, so I think it's real. I think it's a real, <laughs> a real word. Teeny Beanies. Yep, they were huge. Uh, they did like two different collections of them, and yeah, like we said, had lots of... Uh, you know, be, uh, Happy Meal cheeseburgers in the fridge back in the day. All right, question number three. In 2004, Ty officially released the first Beanie Babies based on fictional characters. Which was the first character to be released? A, Garfield. B, Shrek. C, SpongeBob SquarePants. Or D, Dora the Explorer. 2004. Uh. They were like, yep, we're going, we're going into the... We're going into the fiction. We're going into the products, the the properties. And I'm going to say C, SpongeBob. Brian, you're three for three. Ding, ding, ding. SpongeBob uh, was, um, uh, I believe, the first ones they made. So there you go. I feel like Shrek would be the most like, you know, maybe even like Bongo, the, you know, the look of it, the yeah. cut of it. It makes the most sense to make a Beanie Baby, but it's like. It's too big, and it's and it's DreamWorks. You know what I mean? And you know they they roll with McDonald's, and McDonald's rolled with Disney, and I don't know who knows. Makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, last one here, number four of the Beanie Baby trivia quiz. Brian, I had to do it. You know we don't, uh, you know it's our band name, but we don't really, uh, you know, do too much with kangaroos. But we had to do it here, Brian. What is the name of the kangaroo Beanie Baby? A. Joey. B. Kanga. C. Roo. D. Pouch. Neil, I know this one because it comes with a tiny little Joey in there. D pouch. Pouch. Ding ding ding. There you go. Uh, not Joey. Not not the name Joey. You know, there's a Joey in it. But uh no, it is pouch. There you go. So yeah, the kangaroo beanie baby. Classic. Good times. Neil, I love it. I love that you do this. I know uh I know that some of our listeners do play the game. Oh good. 
That yep, is, our uh, friend up in Alaska has messaged about it before. That's so what, That's what I love to hear. All right, thanks for playing the game with us. We're going to wrap this show up with New With Koo. Okay, it's New With Koo. These are the things that we want to tell you about because they're new. They're not old things. Old things, you already know about all that stuff. Old With Koo, eh. New With Koo, hooray! So, <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh, that's so <laughs> I'm gonna, you should like cut that little I'm gonna, sample. I'm gonna, clip, I'm gonna clip that show. for every time. Um, new with Kubran, what do we have? What do we want to tell the folks about? What should they go check out? Hey, we got a new video for our new song Ink. It's about uh, cephalopods, Ink. also known as like squids, cuttlefish. Yep. What's the nautilus? Is it nautilus? Is nautilus. That one? Yep, nautilus has like the Octopus. shell. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so those are all um, fascinating creatures. And, uh, yeah, go check out the ink video. It's all animated. Uh, we uh, reached out to a new artist who we never worked with before, and uh, we made the video together internationally. This person's from, like, Germany or around Germany. Yeah, Germany. <laughs> Germany. So, uh, yeah, trippy Steph. So, yeah, go uh, go check that out on the YouTube over there. And uh, we have some new merch items. Brian, we got merch for sale we're always uh cooking up new merch it's a matter of when it gets released and uh we have we have pins we've had pins for a while um we debuted pins uh maybe like two two years ago three years ago and now we've expanded the collection of pins there's a lot more that you can get there uh usually based on like different songs we might have so hey we have an aforementioned ink uh we have a squid uh pin on there um you know and just a whole bunch of it we got an ice cold lemonade one uh, we had an original 10 series and we have retired about seven of those oh. aka they sold out and it's like beanie uh, babies they get retired y'all they get retired yeah not not done retired and now we got <laughs> the new one so wait run through them what do we have here we have we have ink we have ice cold lemonade the little bee we have a glitter monster we have a new logo what else we have what am i missing I think we got, with some of the older ones, we, we still have like the dinosaur. Um, there's a putt, putt, butt, butt one. That's cool. A little mini golf action there. We got the cat and party. Fanny pack. Oh, yeah, the fanny pack. So, yeah, you can go to our website and uh, check those out. And you can, uh, you know, you can just get one pin um, or you can save a little money by getting three. Or you can get a big discount and get them all ten, the whole whole set, or I guess nine now at this point. We're selling out of them, you guys. you got to act quick. Yeah, we before, sold out all the cakes before we move on from them. But yeah, we got pins, and then Brian, we have a we have a we're moving into a entirely new category of merch, something that we've uh, edible never merch. really done. But yeah, merch um, from Cuckoo Kangaroo that uh, goes in your mouth. Okay, it, it, hopefully it launches by the time you hear this pod. But mm-hmm. the first ever a collab with Soothsayer Hot Sauce from Ooh. Chicago, Illinois. Yes, but. We have our very first cuckoo kangaroo hot sauce. It's called Lava Mouth. Oh my gosh! Yes, we. Uh, this is big. This is real big. This is huge, Neil. Yeah, and this wasn't even you know pulling back the curtain a little bit. This wasn't even something that you know we had to uh, you know go go find somebody. You know, this is a a great place that works like with bands to make their own hot sauce. They've kind of came to us. At least this is how I remember a it. A fan. A fan said, "Hey." soothsayer you should check these guys out and they're like hey uh kyle from soothsayer was like oh i've seen i've seen you guys with the aquabats before that's cool because normally they only work with like punk bands so we got we got like hugged into the community 
and we got to be a part of it. So we've been working on the sauce for a long time. So it's yeah. cool. It's a it's a sparkly habanero sweet potato. So it's got an it's not too hot. If you're like, oh, I don't like hot hot. It's not too hot. You know, it's like a it's a nice little beautiful tasty kick. Yes. That has a little sparkle, a little coup flavor in there. Yeah, we couldn't, uh, you know, Brian and I are, you know, Brian's learning to to enjoy the hot sauce more. I, I'm kind of, I'm I'm nervous to even get on that boat. So we, we wanted to make sure it wasn't like a, a very challenging hot sauce. You know, we wanted it to be a little bit lighter. So, yeah, that sweet potato habanero flavor on there. And then, yeah, like Brian said, I think we kind of buried the lead here, Brian. Not only do um, do we make a hot sauce, but this hot sauce has edible glitter in it. That is oh, real. buried the lead. Yeah, we that's really that. the big thing, right? That's that's the headline right there. Edible glitter hot sauce. Yum, we yum. have a song called Hot Sauce, so it just makes sense. Yep, it all makes sense. We have a song about glitter, and um, we hope that uh, hope this is is, is uh, something that uh, y'all like. We'll see. It's uh, kind of limited right now, so go ahead and uh, head over to the site or check out the show notes of this podcast, and uh, there'll be a link there. And you can buy it, and uh, Brian will package it up and send it to your house, and then you can put it on your French fries or your ch- chicken tenders or whatever you got going on over there, and um, it'll be delicious. So I hope you yum, like hot yum. sauce. Good times. All right, that's it for this episode of Banter Buddies. Beanie Babies are cool. We talked about them for a while. And uh, it was good to learn about Beanie Babies and uh, hear from y'all about uh, some of your favorites and some of your memories. Good times. Um, You know, shout out to all our faves. Shout out to our parents, um, you know, for bringing us along and really using us, um, you know, as a way to, uh, you know, as a way to further the collection. I guess it's only fair. I mean, they brought us into this world. They're raising us. I guess that's part of being a parent is there are some times in life where, you know, the fact that you're you have someone else with you, it does pay off, uh, Brian. So I, I think you have that to look forward to someday when uh, whenever you get into something like this, you know, your kids will be able to uh, help you out in that kind of way. Oh, definitely. I'm definitely. I already have. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Banter Buddies. Give us a call and uh, ask us for advice. You know, it can uh, it can be just about anything. Please call us. Ask for advice. The number is 612-424-0036. I'm excited to uh, you know answer those calls and uh, get some advice uh, with you here in a couple weeks, Brian. Good to speak to you. Beanie Babies forever. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil.